I think we have a new Hallmark movie on our hands, though. I Somehow. think it's me, me against... <laughs> Me against the Winnemucker Monster. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> and at the end, you somehow come together as friends. You're all better for it. Well, we'll and if one person has to die, that's okay. That's right. It's, it's like Romeo and Juliet. Right. There's somebody. There you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are back with a brand new edition of the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. I know you've been clamoring for new stuff because we did what a lot of uh, people do when they just want to take a break. Just throw a best of out there. Right. Yeah, well, and I, it, I mean, we, we were doing stuff. It wasn't like we wanted to take a break. We had stuff to do. Yeah, I was but doing you're, but, stuff. You're right. There is something, there is something wrong uh, for the listeners who's like, you get you can't you can't get together for thirty minutes in seven days. You can't find a half hour. You guys are so I I understand you're busy men, but let's not break the yeah. fourth wall here. You're not that busy right. that you can't find a half hour to record <laughs> nonsense. I mean, let's let's face facts here. I you may be traveling and do whatever, but there's a thing called technology yeah. that would allow you to at least find the half hour to do that. So we so appreciate we you were actually on travels and, um, and I had an interesting thing happen, uh, on a recent flight and, um, it, it re it challenged me. I think I handled it. Okay. I don't know if I could have, could have, or should have done something different. So let me walk you through the scenario. Okay. okay. Um, get on the plane. I think I was at O'Hare. I was at O'Hare. I was headed to, I don't know, Texas, I think. Um, and I'm getting on the plane. The person who would be sitting next to me is already in his chair and he's just looking out the window and, um, he looks over at me. I look at him. We kind of do the, Hey, how you doing? Hi, what's going on? Right. You know, yeah. The general pleasantries. So I sit down, get myself all assembled. And as I'm buckling my belt and, and putting my bag under the seat, um, people are walking past and saying to the guy next to me. You're going to do great, Steve. You got this, Steve. Oh, You'll be no. all right, Steve. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Okay. And, continue. Yeah. Um, so so you, you kind of see where this is starting to go. Yeah, um, a little bit. What's going on with Steve? So he's waving and saying, yeah, all right. Thank you, guys. All right. Woo. Yeah, go, Steve. Um, oh, no. Instead so of he, all the people for Steve to be sitting next to, <laughs> he, gets, he gets stuck with the one guy who does not want anything to do with small talk or getting to know anyone on a plane. So I look over, I kind of out of the corner of my eye, and I see his legs just like bouncing, 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 bouncing. And, uh, and I glance over at him, and he turns, and he, he looks at me, he says, I'm freaking out. And, it was, and he was kind of laughing, but it was also the laugh that said, I could snap at any moment. Oh no! One of those like <laughs> I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God! Uh, and I said, "You okay?" And he said, "Well, oh, no. I'm in this immersion program where I have to take plane rides to get over my fear of taking plane rides." <laughs> You're on an episode of Doctor Phil. Was he put there by <laughs> Doctor Phil? We're and gonna yeah, immerse you in your fear. We're going to yeah. put you on a plane next to Johnny Molson. <laughs> <laughs> and Ba-ba-da. so that's my first thought. It's like, shouldn't your therapist be sitting next to me? Or text next to you, rather? Yeah, why aren't you buying two tickets? Who just says, you know what, Steve? You're afraid of flying. Just got to face it. 
Godspeed, Steve. Go ahead and do it. So he said, so he says, yeah, the guy, the guy told me I've got to, I've got to take, I've got to take as many flights as I can, uh, and kind of sit up here close to the front where we are and, and keep my eye on the, on the stewardess. Cause, uh, if, if they're not panicking and there's no reason to panic and he's going through this whole thing about, uh, about how he's doing. Um, so this and, isn't his first time. Apparently no, he's no, been he's, doing this. He's kind of in the middle of this, but he, t- he tells me that I guess he was he was on a flight and they hit an air pocket and the, the plane dropped 500 feet. And ever since then, he has been completely I mean, it, it, it would be like being in a locked room with a bunch of snakes or something. I mean, he just it, it absolutely weirds him out. Yeah. OK, I get that. Um, and so, yeah. And so we take off and uh, and he, he he gets he gets through it. And, uh, but as it, as it's going on, you know, he just, he's just, he's just, he's just talking about stuff. He's just talking to keep talking. Um, and we're getting closer and closer to the airport and the pilot comes on and he says, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to make a little diversion here because we're heading into some storms. Oh, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) the worst time for a storm to hit when you're sitting next to Steve. And, and yeah, I mean, this guy is like one wind gust away from melting down. Um, and so I, I, against every one of my instincts, I just start talking to the guy. I'm just like looking him right in the eye and saying, so tell me what you do. What are you, how are you doing? And what, what's goes on? What really? And then he, I don't know. He makes like custom fishing lures for people in the military. And he's, okay. you know, he starts telling me this, this lengthy story. And I'm just like, just keep looking right at me because you are going to, he looked like he was about to fall apart. Um, and anytime there was a little jostle in the plane. I mean, it wasn't like, ooh, that was uncomfortable. It, it, it was absolutely bananas sitting next to this guy. And, and the whole time I'm thinking, why? Why am I sitting next to this guy? What? Yes, how did you? This isn't how you do this. I mean, I don't know anything about immersion therapy. I mean, I understand the concept uh, that you got to, you know, you got to hold a spider so you're not afraid of spiders. And, right. um, you know, I, I understand that. But my God, this can't be the right way to this. This isn't the way to do this, right? No, I don't. I don't think you just throw him into the deep end like that without anybody. Uh, obviously, people knew him. Who were the people that were like, you got oh, this, Steve? Or I were those people I, that he randomly talked to yes. as he was sitting there? I think he, it was did, people. In, yeah. in, hopes, in, in hopes to have someone, one of them sit next to him, <laughs> he walks through the entire <laughs> terminal saying, hi, I'm Steve. I'm going through immersion. Uh, nice to meet you. Going kudos to those people to say yeah go get him steve but they were the ones stuck sitting next to him i think that was the case he was just sitting in the terminal um and uh and and striking up a conversation with people and saying this is this is my story and here's what's going on um and 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 i felt for the guy because he was it wasn't like uh these these planes make me a little nervous he was like i am gonna come unglued i need to be put away right now yikes Oh, so did he have any reason to be going where he's going or is it just he just jumps on flights no, he was, for immersion? No, no, he was he was headed home Um, and I forget. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I did. I, I completely forgot about this part. Steve was also a um a medieval warrior reenactor. <laughs> <laughs> well, no wonder planes scare him. He thinks they're giant dragons in the sky. <laughs> I completely forgot about the part where he busted his hand over the weekend uh, because he, he had to block a blow from a mace. 
while he was doing this medieval warrior reenactment. Uh, what kind of LARPers and, are he's with? I mean, now, what are, who's using a real mace? Now he can't make fishing lures. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone to hell in a handbasket for poor Steve. He can't fly anymore. Oh, can't make God. his lures because his side gig as the medieval LARPer, he blocked yeah. a mace strike. So, I mean, I, I was being uncharacteristically empathetic because I don't want to talk. Were. I'm, you were. Know. I'm proud of you. And it's, it's, not that I, it's, not that I'm, it's not that I don't have, you know, it's not that I don't care or have feelings. It's just I don't like having conversations with strangers. And, it, you know, especially when I'm on a two-hour flight and I can't, I can't go anywhere. Yeah, um, when you're stuck, it's, it's, it's bad news. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I guess I handled it okay. I don't know. I don't know what the protocol is. I think. Whoever his whoever his psychologist is probably needs a talking to. Correct. Yeah. They, if you're going to do that with Steve, you need to be on that flight with Steve. I think so. Because if, if, if Steve wasn't lucky enough to be next to you, who decided to jump in and go against everything that you usually stand for on a plane, if he was just with a person who was like, you know what? Today's not the day. I'm AirPodding this thing. What yeah. would have happened to Steve? Did Steve run out and tried to open the door in the middle of the flight? I, I honestly thought that was not out of the question. I mean, he That's was that saying. he was that unglued where I thought he could absolutely lose it and run for the door. And, and so I'm not exaggerating. See, that's how that's how nervous this guy was. You're a hero, Johnny Molson. Thank you. Not Thank even you. empathetic. You're a hero. You saved hundreds of lives that day okay. by hearing about Steve and his lures and his medieval reenactment. Kudos I, I, just, I thought I was a hero. I just wanted to confirm that. So I, I'm, I'm thank you for that. I just wanted to confirm that I was, in fact, a hero. Thank you. If you go to our Patreon page and <laughs> uh, contribute, we can get a medal for Johnny yes. that says Steve's hero. Um, and we will uh, make sure we put that up on the Facebook page at some point. So we appreciate you going to our Patreon page. parade downtown. Yes, we'll also be able to rent off uh, downtown for the ticker tape parade. So remember, <laughs> go to the Mike and Molson Patreon page uh, <laughs> right next to the Nugenic sponsorship, and uh, we'll be able to get that parade and medal for one Johnny Molson. I feel like I deserve a medal. I Don't. went outside my comfort zone on my travels uh, here recently. Uh, I tried a concoction called a pickle milkshake at Walt Disney World uh, recently. No kidding. Yeah. Now I'm a gentleman who hates pickles. I I have a phobia. It I don't know why. Like any even if pickle juice gets on anything, really? I immediately throw that away. Yeah. I'm like just, Steve. Yeah. Well, not to the point of Are Steve. You the I don't Steve think I need pickles. <laughs> I'm the Steve of pickles, but I don't know if I'm to the point where I need to take a bath in pickle juice. Okay. I don't know right. if I need to do that much full immersion, <laughs> much like Steve. Um, but I will say the only reason I tried it was a friend of mine who had tried it previously likened it to taking a bite of a hamburger that has a pickle on it, which I would normally never do, mm-hmm. but then having a vanilla milkshake right afterwards. So I thought, okay, that doesn't sound terrible. Yeah. Let's try this concoction, the pickle milkshake. And it was one of those things, Johnny, have you ever done this where you, taste something or maybe you smell something that is not the greatest to you there's something off about it mm-hmm. but you continue to go back for more to see if in fact it is that <laughs> real off-putting um yeah i i understand that sensation yes and that's what i did like it was me 
my wife and uh, my two goddaughters all tried this pickle milkshake. And they kept, like, I would take a drink and it would start vanilla and then that dill would hit aftertaste. And so it was very much like, oh, this is okay. And then, ew, this is gross. And so you would think you would then stop. And they kept, like, laughing at me, like, why do you keep going back for more? It hasn't changed. It's the same milkshake. You're not going to like it. So you did not like the milkshake? No, I did. I would, I would not get again. It wasn't as terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, but maybe if I was like Steve and immersed myself more in pickledom, I would enjoy it more. So is it something like, I guess, I guess the thing that I could compare it to is like, for example, whiskey really doesn't taste good, but there's something about that burn that you keep going back to. I would disagree as a whiskey and bourbon connoisseur. I enjoy that taste, but I, mean, I will I mean, say I, tequila. I like, I, I like it, but I think if you just said, this is the flavor, it would be like, ah, God, that's really, that's really aggressive. Uh, but there okay. is something about that aggressiveness that makes you go. And I want more of it. Yes, I, I will agree. It's kind of like people who like uh, spicy food, like me too, where you're just like, right. God, right. That is hot. That is burning. Every part of my body is telling me, nope, should move on. But yeah. there's something that pulls me back in. That's a better example than the whiskey. There you go. Then that's kind of what the pickle milkshake was for me, uh, but I didn't enjoy it. But I but I yet kept going back to it. Like I like I thought the the flavor profile would change or something, as if I'm you know some (laughs) elevated foodie. It did not. It it started vanilla, and then the dill hit, and that was the biggest. The biggest thing was just that dill flavor overpowered it. Did anybody who likes pickles like the milkshake? My wife uh, likes pickles and she did like the milkshake, but it was just a, to her, it was just a weird consistency thing of like getting the pickle taste in that form right. wasn't, wasn't appealing. So I don't know who it was appealing to. I, I, the amount of people that I talked to that have tried it, nobody's like, man, I'd get that again. I got you. So, I mean, so it's, it like was, the, it's like the crickets on the pizza at the fair. It's just correct. It's novelty enough that you got to try it. And then you yes. go, okay, now I've done that. I don't ever have to do that again. Correct. It's like when you, when you buy the scorpion lollipop, when you're yes. at the vacation in the Southwest, you're like, all right, I'm going to get this. And then you, you'll never buy one again. Right. So it, was, it, it was, it was something I'm glad I tried, but I would not recommend to anyone. Did it, uh, did it move successfully out of your system? You know what? I, I, I think it did. I okay. think of anything else. It did help loosen the gears of vacation. Well, good. To where well, good. Some, yeah. Sometimes I don't, you know, on vacation, you don't, you don't have that home bowl feel, but I think the pickle <laughs> milkshake helped in that particular regard. I don't know that people are aware of this and I hesitate to say it cause I don't want to cause a run, uh, pardon the pun, Hey-o. but there is a national shortage of laxatives right now. What? Yeah. Why do we have a run on the runs? Exactly. Uh, Experts are saying that, one, we have an aging population, a bunch of old constipated people. Why does that happen to? I don't know. What is it when you get to a certain age where it's just, it's hard to let it go like that? I think like everything else, it just, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to get up in the morning and, you know, your knees are popping and things like that. And sometimes your bowels just aren't squeezing. Yeah. Okay. Understood. Um. There's also some, they say, lingering physical and psychological effects from the pandemic. 
Uh, people were eating worse and exercising less and more anxiety. Uh, okay. So that was another thing that happened during the pandemic. Uh, so people kind of got hooked on hooked on laxatives. And uh, Dr. George Pavlow says it's crazy to think that our collective bowel dysfunction problems have gotten so bad that we're literally running out of stool softeners. Good Lord. I know I have not walked. I've not walked down that aisle of the of the grocery store, probably because I'd be embarrassed to do so right now. But I may have to next time I'm down there just to see what's available. I think we need to stock up. Uh, Searches for laxative pills on Amazon have tripled in the past year. Good Lord. And younger people are buying um, fiber supplements faster than ever, um, apparently having to do with wellness and um, uh, weight loss and things like that. So I guess people oh, are. Oh, yeah. those 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 idiots are, are using it to to shed weight. Well, one, some people really need it to actually poop. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think people are trying to, to, to poop their fat out. Uh, I don't know if that works or not. I don't, I don't know if it works that way. And so I, I you, it, it seems like they're combining two things and maybe they're, maybe they're the same, but they're saying, you know, fiber supplements um, are on the, on the rise. Um, and so people who have real bowel dysfunction, as the article says, um, are having trouble getting their own, uh, their own laxatives right now. Speaking uh, of dysfunction, eugenics, she'll yeah. like it too. Um, uh, overuse can lead to chronic dehydration. Uh, in some cases, users can become dependent on laxatives where they can no longer have bowel movements without them. Uh, You don't want to be dependent on that. There's kale for that kind of stuff. That's why I eat that. Do you think I think that's delicious? No, I want to be regular. The next flight I'm on, people are going to be, uh, giving the thumbs up to Steve in the bathroom saying, you got this, Steve, you can get it out, man. You got this, Steve. You can do it. Don't don't have that uh, that bowel blockage like you're blocking a mace. Let yeah, it flow we're, free. We're with you, Steve. <laughs> we got you, buddy. Yeah. Think of the children on this, by the way. Think of all these kids who want a senior prank of giving their teacher diarrhea. Yeah. They're not going to be able to get these these laxatives because of you people, you heathens. Oh, uh, by the way, the hashtag gut talk. G-U-T-T-O-K, the hashtag gut talk on TikTok has now 1.1 billion views. So everybody right now seems to be obsessed with their lower bowels uh, and um, and that's causing a run. I'm sorry. That's causing a heightened demand. It's in funny Lex- you mentioned TikTok, by the way, mm-hmm. because our next story also emanates from TikTok and, and involves down below things. Okay. There is apparently a new fad that has blown up thanks to a uh, now-deleted TikTok video. It's something called vabbing. Vabbing. Yep, V-A-B-B-I-N-G. Okay. Like dabbing, but with a V. But vabbing. And, um, and, and, and in this TikTok video that has now since been deleted, influencer Mandy Lee describes uh-huh. Describes the technique where she recommends the use of two fingers and a Uh-oh. relatively clean hoo-ha. Uh-oh. Uh, and she says that the best approach is to simply, quote-unquote, get up there before transferring the intimate uh, secretions to exposed body parts like the wrist 
neck, or behind the ears. Oh, come on. So she says, no need for perfume. Just uh, a little bit of the and a little dab here, a little vab here. And the next thing you know, she says, I swear if you vab, you will attract people like a date, a one night stand, or you'll just get free drinks all night. I'm, I'm, I'm calling an audible on this story. I don't know what that means in football terms, but uh, I hear people say it. Yes. Am I, use, yes. Am so I you using it move, correctly? <laughs> yes, you're using it correctly. You want to move on quickly? Is what yeah. you're saying? You want to change the topic? Yeah. Well, just here, it, this feels to me like one of those things that happens so often on TikTok where it ain't real, you know? Uh, where, you know, it's like, Hey, are you trying to get rid of the soap scum in your bathtub? Well, just take a, 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 a hunk okay. of cabbage and rub it with toothpaste. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's not really a thing. They just want to see how many people they can get to do it. I would I probably think, agree. Cause she I think said the that, that you, made it, the tell is that you said the, the video has since been removed. And I think that's, I think that's the thing. That makes well, me wonder. She says I think the, somebody was just saying, I wonder how many people I can convince, how many idiots I can make. How many this. people I can to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the influencer said that she first heard about this phenomena on the Secret Keepers Club podcast. Mm-hmm. Despite the removal of her video, the craze has taken off on TikTok with numerous other users taken to the platform to, rem- to promote vabbing. Okay. So her original video, gone, but others have picked up the torch of vabbing apparently, but I am with you. I just think it's something that people put out there to see how many individuals they can get to actually follow suit. I don't, I don't know if anyone has actually gone to the club right. and use, use that particular aroma in order to attract and get sense. free drinks all night. <laughs> Oh my gosh, is that Obsession by Calvin Klein? No, it's my hoo-ha. <laughs> it's my hoo-ha by me. <laughs> gross. Yes, gross. Speaking of gross, you have a, a naked Florida man story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, this one's kind of fun. Um, a guy has been charged with nudity in public, and I think the charges need to be more than this. Uh, Kurt Jenkins, a 56-year-old man, um, he was driving a Toyota. He would pull alongside people and then gestured, uh, shocked onlookers to look at his crotch. No, uh, apparently what are you Jenkins doing, was com- Mr. Jenkins. Yeah. He was completely naked and there were electronic, there was an electronic device with wires connected downstairs. No. Okay. What kind of weird kink is Mr. Jenkins got? Um, (laughs) Jenkins allegedly even opened his car door, inviting one man to have a look. The man put the kibosh on the lewd invite, but snapped a photo of the naked driver. Said, hang on for a second. Yeah, this is really cool. Click. Get out of here. Hold on a second. Yeah. Um, I got to use this as, (laughs) as evidence. No one's going to believe this. And so he was driving around all around town doing this. And I guess he was driving by schools and who knows what else he was charged with lewd and lascivious exhibition. Uh, one of my favorite laws, by the way, lewd and lascivious. I just, that oh, sounds yeah. funny to me. Um, and exposure yes, of one. sexual organs. Of course. Uh, Weirdo. By the way, this the, segment brought to you by balls, ginger ale and uncle Wiggly's wieners. The wires were later to be revealed to be an eye relieve muscle stimulator. 
Um, oh that, no! Really, so they were dancing like Terry Crews's pecs when he would open the door to people. <laughs> uh, they're designed to em- emit electrical currents to wherever it's hooked up to in the body. In this particular case, it was his penis. Oh, oh! It was oh! It wasn't it wasn't on the boys underneath. It was straight on the thing. So it was doing a dance. I guess so. Um, yeah. And what's funny? I don't is know. The, I don't, I, I, Hello. What? Go ahead. What happened? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I, I was, was going to say something, but then you said uh, you had something more about the story. Oh yeah. Well, no. Just the uh, the mug shot. We'll edit that part out where we didn't know who was talking. Um, the the mug shot. He is battered and bruised to no end. So I think maybe the last person who encountered him just gave him a quick slug to the face, which is awesome. Yeah, wouldn't you? Someone opens their car door and says, hey, check out my junk hooked up to this thing. Be like, mm, no, thank you. Here's a punching Name for thing. you instead. Yeah, yeah. So it good is, for them. It is uh, that time of year, Johnny, where the National Toy Hall of Fame has announced its 12 finalists vying to be inducted on November oh, cool. 9th of this year. Yeah, We will go it. through, as we always do, and, and judge whether, yay or nay, if this toy should be in the Hall of Fame. So here are your okay. 12 finalists up for your consideration for the National Toy Hall of Fame this year. We begin with baseball cards. Not a toy. Correct. I love baseball cards, but that's not a toy. And I understand some people back in the day would put them in their bike spokes to make that sound. Still doesn't make it a toy, though. No. No, not, not, not a toy. Battleship. Uh, a big part of people's childhoods. Uh, it, it, it deserves something somewhere, maybe in Cooperstown, but I don't think in the Toy Hall of Fame. No. Next up is Battleship. Oh. Is that? It's, this, we we have this problem every year that it's a game. So is a game a toy? But the thing about Battleship is you could use Battleship as a toy even if you weren't playing the game. Because yeah. there were individuals that I knew that would just set up the the ships out there on the board and just use that and battle themselves. <laughs> that's that's very sad. It was sad to see poor Sean <laughs> Smart do that and after school the no one wanted to play battleship with him oh, and he would just he set played. it up and just kind of and just kind of I'm just playing battleship over here by myself. Because one once you set it up, on. you can't do anything. It right. Just sits there. Yeah. He just. Yeah. So I'm with you. Not uh, not the toy Hall of Fame worthy thing. Toy. Battleship. The next one, I just don't understand. Bingo. Like. Bingo. That's not a toy. That's something. That's something you do. Why is bingo even up? You could win a toy from bingo, possibly depending on where you're going to play bingo. But bingo right. is not a National Toy Hall of Fame thing. No, and look, the only time a kid gets involved in bingo is when it's raining outside and you can't go out to recess. Or your grandma takes you and you win a soccer ball. Well, the the other thing, yeah, the other the other time is when you're about to die and there's nothing left to do except go play bingo. Those are the only two acceptable times to yell bingo ever so anywhere. Not not a toy. No, get bingo out of there. No. I would take battleship yeah. over so bingo. for 3. Yeah, correct. Over three thus far. Bop it is next. 
Bop it. I think Bop it has a chance. It's a toy. Yeah. It's a game, but also a toy because it's interactive. Yeah. Is Bop it the, the thing that you tied around your ankle? No, that was Skip it. Ah, Bop skip it. it was the thing that was like Bop it. Bop it was the thing that was like Simon. But instead of like figuring out, you had to like turn it, crank it, bop it, spin it. Oh that, yeah, that yeah, thing. yeah. Remember that? That's cool. Yeah. Now bop yeah. it. I'll, I'll I'll give a I'll give a nod to bop it. I will as well. Cabbage Patch Kids. I think we all can agree. I don't know how they're not already in there. They were a cultural phenomenon for crying out loud. A weird phenomenon when you think about it, too. Yeah, I don't know how they became so big. Basically, it was. Ugly orphans that you were supposed they to adopt that I guess patch. were left that were left on a farm someplace, and you were supposed to adopt them somehow. Yeah, it was such a crazy. It was such a craze. I've shared this story before, back when we were still on the radio, but we're way too good for that now because we're mm-hmm. more entertaining. But the situation was, my mom was on a call list from Zaire that when they came in, <laughs> and they got a shipment. And all it was was boy dolls, though. And my mom was like, well, screw it. I'm buying two. And she put a barrette in one of their hairs and renamed it and gave it to my sister. Good for your mom. You know what? Yeah, that's because those were tough times. I think there was a big recession going on. You couldn't get a Cabbage Patch doll. You had to to make do with what you had. Yeah. And I think she changed it from like Bob to Beth is what she changed the name to be. Good. Uh, Up next is a choose your own adventure book. It's a book, not a toy. Yeah. Great, great, great yeah. books. I loved them, but not a toy. Yeah. And never as, never as fun as you wanted it to be. No, because inevitably you'd make the wrong choice. Did you do that whole thing where you're like, all right, now I got to put my finger here in case right. I go back to it because I want to choose this. Oh, no, I'm dead. No, I didn't choose that. I'm going to go back to the next one. But the the adventure was never so wildly different that the choice was, the, the stakes were not very high. Mm, depending on the book you read. I don't remember dying. It, oh, yeah. You never read really? the ones about like being, yeah, when you would like, uh, there was one that was kind of, it was kind of based on Dungeons and Dragons. It was like, you know, you, you, you choose okay. this way and you're like, you met your demise. Sorry, oh, right. go back to the beginning. I stand corrected. I just thought, yeah. so, so you've, you could have like 40 more pages in the book, but then it just ends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you make mean. this choice and be like, you decide to do this. Well, that's the end of your story. <laughs> uh, moving on for the, uh, toy hall of fame possibilities of 12 finalists connect four has the same problem as battleship. Yeah. Fun it's game, a game. Not a toy. Yeah. Ken comes in Ken. next. Barbie's already in there. But the Ken doll getting a lot of support for, because of its role in the Barbie movie. Sure. The Ken doll up for your consideration. Uh, yeah, I think it has to be in there, right? I think it does, too. If, if Barbie's in there, I think Ken probably has to be in there. Next up is the Little Tykes Cozy Coupe, the little car that the Little Tykes would drive. Oh, sure. Yeah, I got no problem with that. That's that's a toy. Nerf, how Nerf isn't already in the Toy Hall of Fame, I have zero idea. So which just nerf the whole category? Because that, yes. that covers a lot. It does. The, the, the entire brand just nerf, it says. Because that could be a football, a basketball. It can be darts. That, it could be a lot of things. It can't. Remember nerf fencing? Did you ever get nerf fencing back <laughs> Yes, in the day? that was fun. 
that was that was a blast. That was like inevitably people would start beating the crap out of each other with the fencing ones. But if you use it the correct way, and then Nerf also had like indoor mini golf, not uh-huh. as fun as fencing, not as fun as fencing. Uh, yeah. The last two nominees for the Toy Hall of Fame, slime, fun but not a toy. I don't think. Um, not a toy, really. I th- I think slime is a toy. Uh I guess in a way you it, it gets played with. It's just yeah. what else do you do with slime besides hey it's slime and I put it on something. Well, that's true. It 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 occupies some time, but you're right. It's not a not a very long lasting toy. No, and then it gets gross. You only can use it so much. Then it just picks up whatever all dirt. Oh yeah. And then you got to go buy more slime for like fifty. God forbid cents. you drop it on the carpet and it picks up everything. There's pieces of toast and dog hair and everything in there. And your mom is so mad at you for dropping slime on the carpet in the first place. <laughs> and the last one is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sure. hundred percent. So, yeah. So I, out of this list of 12, we're in on Bop It, Cabbage Patch Kids, Ken, the Little Tykes, Cozy Coop, Nerf, and the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. The rest yeah, of them can all go, can go to hell. Yeah, well, we'll have to see what they what they end up putting in there because it because uh, you're right. Yeah, if 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 uh, Connect Four gets in there before a Nerf, for God's sakes, that's ridiculous. If Bingo gets in at all, oh I say God. we ride. Yeah, that's that's absolutely ridiculous. And finally, here on the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast, uh, we go from a Reddit MIA a hole. I think this a hole is actually a hero. Okay, and I, uh, let, let's see what let let's see what you think. It harkens back to something we've we've discussed many times before on this program. Starts out, I have a twin sister, Maisie. Maisie is pregnant with her first and due in February, and the baby is going to be a boy. Last week, she opened up to me and said that she and her husband have been fighting over baby names and that she said she's sick of hearing about it and just wants to settle on a name that they both like. Maisie and her husband are both a bit geeky, not that there's anything wrong with that, and she told me she wants to name the baby Luffy, as in the character from One Piece, which is a new show Uh. on Netflix. Okay. Her husband doesn't want this name and says the kid will be bullied. She asked for my honest opinion, and I told her the name is silly and her husband is right. I tried to say this gently, but really, how gently can you tell someone their idea is stupid? And that's where she becomes a hero. I suggest that she goes back to the drawing board on uh, that one and maybe look at names of lesser known anime characters. if That's what she wants. Maisie got upset and said the name is cute. And we're both just being closed-minded. I told her she asked for my honest opinion, and she got it. She kept trying to convince me that it was a good name, and the conversation was becoming hysterical. And I told her it's a stupid name, end of discussion. She started crying and left, and since then, she's been giving me the cold shoulder. Our parents told me to just uh, tell Maisie I'm sorry because my words really upset her, and I should have been nicer about it. No, you shouldn't have. I think you handled that correctly. Yeah, I mean, people seem to think that having a baby is like having a toy and they forget that it's not always going to be just a little baby that that's going to be an adult working in a yep. bank named luffy are you going to get a loan from luffy i'm not no. getting a loan from luffy Come on hi i'm luffy i can help you with your mortgage no you can't luffy no you can't i'm going i'm going to i'm going to while steve may be immersed in medieval larping and and flying on planes at least he's got a decent name of Steve. I would trust. I would trust Steve over Luffy. 
Um, yeah, so it's not a, it's not a goldfish for God's sakes. You got to actually have a name that even because the the child at some point is going to go, you know, when they're eleven, probably say, "What? What have you done? What have you done? Why can you did just, you do this? Can you just call me Pam from now on, please? Because Pam is much better than Luffy. You know what? I would have preferred Bertha. Right? You could have named me Bertha or Gert, and yeah. I would be better off than being named Luffy. I can do something with those names, Luffy. Yeah, that's wow, wow. That's 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 serious. That's uh, people need to get involved. The authorities need to jump in. Yes. Yeah, so I'm saying not an a hole, but a hero to just oh, yeah. tell them straight up. Someone needs to right at that point. Someone needs to say, "Hey, it's dumb. It's stupid." And to your point, it's a child, not a pet. You don't name it Luffy. <sighs> Even a dog would be embarrassed by that name. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, give. Give some thoughts. In fact, give thought to it before you even think about having a baby. Just just play the game yes. and and figure it out. Because because once once the baby's on the way or when the baby's here, this, the emotions are all out of whack and and you start doing stupid stuff. Uh, so just have it when it's when everybody's sober and not losing their minds. Otherwise, yeah, you will end up with a luffy in your life. May we suggest, by the way, on the way out, a fantastic name for a child: Nugenics. Because she'll like it too. Oh yeah, that's that won't be a problem at all. Well, yeah, I'm sure you're thrilled that we're back. We're we're happy to be back, and uh, and hope you enjoyed this edition of the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Uh, it's not a very good podcast, but it's still no. better than what's on the radio. Mm-hmm.